Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Mitch and Polly on vacation. It's Dave Ross, Sean King coming at you. Follow the Money here on VSIN. We are here at Circus Sportsbook in fabulous downtown Las Vegas. I know you are excited for college football. I am fired up. The pageantry, the atmosphere. The anticipation. I mean, there's excitement across the country in college football because of free agency. That's I mean, I mean transfer portal. My bad. <laughs> I apologize. Let's bring in Ralph Russo from the Associated Press College Football Writer. You can follow him on Twitter at Ralph D. Russo AP. Uh, Ralph, let's start right there with Sean's comments. This transfer portal. How crazy has this made college football, and is it better for the sport? You know, I think it is better for the sport as far as people who follow the sport. I think, first of all, I think it's good for the kids to be able to decide where they go because it's hard to tell them, hey, you got to sit out a year when your coach just left, you know, with you still having a playoff spot available if you're Brian Kelly, right? And like the coaches move around so much, it's hard to restrict the player movement. Uh, so I think in that sense, it's good for the players to have a little more leverage and be able to find a good spot. I think to a certain degree, what, you know, what, what pro sports have is transactions in the off season, right? We follow the trades and the free agent signings, and that makes people more interested in the games because frankly, like, yeah, I mean, like the, the ramp up to the, to the regular season with all the transactions, I think makes people more interested in the actual season. So now you have that in college sports 
And you're able to see these teams flip their rosters in a significant way. You know, we'll see how it works for USC with Caleb Williams and about 16 other transfers and LSU with about a dozen transfers. Um, it just, it, it, it allows these teams to flip their rosters and be more relevant more quickly. Again, you know, I, I don't think it's all good, but I think there's more good than bad. I agree. And I think it creates interest, especially with the specific team that said person follows. Because nobody's really looking at yeah. college football as a whole. Like, and if they're a Texas fan, they can't tell you who Mississippi State got. Right. But if you are a Mississippi State fan, you can't wait to get to Stark Vegas because they got a, a wide receiver from LSU and a you know a cornerback from Clemson. So I, I I think it does add to the offseason intrigue, and I think it creates excitement in a lot of places. You know, heading into the college football season. And, and listen, those players, those players are in on like those, you know, you have multiple teams are in on these players. Mm-hmm. So you get a, I understand your point. You're right. I don't think people are that tuned into other people's rosters. But listen, if you knew that quarterback that you wanted is now at Missouri or now at Tennessee or wherever, um, you know that's going to be on your radar. It, it raises some of the profile of these kids. And again, it just adds an interesting element to also forecasting the season because these teams that have a bunch of transfers, is that going to work? I think you look at it in the NFL, like teams that go heavy on free agency don't necessarily always have the, the secret, you know, the magic bullet to making playoffs and, and winning Super Bowls. What does the chemistry look like there? What are those, how those players fit in your system? So it, listen, I think college football is becoming more and more like pro football. That's not all good. Um, but I think in this case, it definitely adds more intrigue. Talking with Ralph Russo from the AP, all things college football. To me, gentlemen, besides the transfer portal, the biggest story in this offseason, Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher. (laughs) I mean, Ralph, I cannot believe that those two guys were airing their dirty laundry out there. I look up and I see in the SEC, Bama, of course, is the shorter favorite to win this, about $1.40, $1.45. A&M, a longer shot at 18-1. to Georgia, the defending reigning national champion. Plus money, plus about $1.50, $1.55. Uh, what do you make of A&M in Alabama? And Ralph, are they going to be able to put bygones aside here? Will they? Are they frenemies? Or is this a real <laughs> I don't like you anymore scenario? So, so the core of this, of course, is NIL, right? It, 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 which is, you know, name, image, and likeness. And players are allowed to get paid for being endorsers. or, or And this stuff has seeped into recruiting to where schools are trying to, like, say, hey, come to our school and we'll set you up with a, you know, a big deal to sign autographs or something along those lines. Right. Um, and how NIL should be used. You know, I, I think, I think a lot of, no, the funny thing is you'll hear Saban and, and Fisher both sort of say the same things, but you know, Saban kind of went off the rails accusing <laughs> A&M of basically buying its number one rated recruiting class last year. I, do I think it, this is now, these guys work together. Fisher worked for Saban way back when Saban was at LSU. And I think if you dig into it, you find that like they were never the closest buddies. I mean, you know, they sort of respected each other. Um, I, do I think that, yeah, do I think that this is a, a, a reparable, a reparably repaired relationship or a relationship that can't be repaired? <sighs> they were pretty angry at one another, <laughs> especially Jimbo. I mean, I've never heard a coach go off the way Jimbo went off on Saban, especially a guy like Saban. The guy is the standard. He is the greatest football coach of all, uh, college football coach of all time. 
and Fisher is just dropping bombs on him. I'll tell you what it does do. It makes October 8th really interesting <laughs> because A&M goes to Alabama on October 8th. A&M beat Alabama last year in what was otherwise a, you know, a little bit of a disappointing year for A&M at 8 and 4. Alabama goes on to play for another national championship even after losing to A&M. But I think expectations are pretty high for for the Aggies. Uh, Alabama is still Alabama, the two best players in the country. And I think having this back and forth between Jimbo and Nick makes October 8th a lot. One of the, one of the dates to circle on the college football calendar. You know, Raph, A&M's coming. I mean, Jimbo is putting together a behemoth down in College Station. But Saban's going to teach him a valuable oh. lesson in 2022. <laughs> Watch the brilliance in what Nick did. Nick is so strategically brilliant. You have to really peel back the layers when he does these kind of things. He made those comments because he's trying to impact what happens next year. Mm. Because the class that Jimbo brought into A&M was a phenomenal class for them, but Bama's been bringing those kind of classes in for years. So their second, third string guys are of that caliber. He made those comments because, one, he's returning the reigning Heisman winner at quarterback, and, two, he has by far the best defense in the SEC and potentially this year's Heisman winner in Will Anderson. So I know Jimbo got in his feelings slightly. I have a rule, Ralph. It's the truth. The truth doesn't have emotions. All Nick was doing was telling the truth. If you bought him, you bought him. It's legal now. Deal with it. Yeah, you know, I wrote a column the first time Jimbo came out back in February and sort of had felt the need to defend his program. And I basically wrote, Jimbo, man, you need to lean into this. This is the way of the world of college football now. I understand that there are some places they want to sort of draw some lines that shouldn't be crossed when it comes to NIL and, and recruiting. But really, it's hard to define those lines or it can be very blurry. So, yeah, man, like, like if, yeah, if you're Jimbo, you want to say, listen, we didn't go out and buy our players because you, you're kind of being accused of taking a shortcut. But I say, like, no, nah, listen, you can come here to Texas A&M. You can get the best education. You can get the best football. You can get a great program. You can get a wonderful school. And, by the way, you can make some nice money. Like, so I, I just think that, like, he missed the boat there. I understand why, but I think more college football coaches need to just brush this off and understand this the way of the world. And I do agree with you on what you're saying, Sean. Like, you know, Nick Saban doesn't say anything without having a plan in mind. <laughs> and I think he was trying to give a message to his people, his boosters, to say, listen, we need to step up a little bit here and maybe start writing a couple extra checks. I, I think the other big shock to the system in this offseason was the news of USC and UCLA, that they're going to part ways with oh, the Pac-12. Yeah. What are they, the Pac-3 now? I mean, I don't know how many teams I got left standing now, Ralph. What'd you make of that? Because if I'm Lincoln Riley and I leave Oklahoma to go to SC, I think the plan was I go to a, an easier conference, a pathway to the college football playoff, and now they're going to be going to the Big Ten, and all of a sudden it's going to get a lot tougher for Lincoln and company. Did you see this coming, and how big a shock is this to the Pac-12? Yeah, it's a huge deal. It's a huge shock. It's, a, it's maybe one of all the moves that have been made in conference realignment. I don't know if there was a more significant one. And that goes not just this, the last couple of years with Texas going to Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. I'll go back even, you know, 10 or 12 years now uh, when I first started covering this crazy sport and mm -hmm. you had that wave of realignment when A&M ended up in the SEC and et cetera, et cetera. I, you know, listen, when, when, once USC and, and UCLA make this move with the big 10, 
at that level, what you're saying is, okay, we're really just trying to create super conferences based on brands. Like geography really doesn't matter anymore. Uh, I don't know. I think you're going to have some, some another move or two coming up. You know, I wouldn't be surprised in the next couple of months as the Pac-12 tries to figure out, like, what's its TV value going forward? And those schools look around to other options, like maybe the Big 12, and try to decide, am I better off staying here? And we, you know, recreate the Pac-10, because they are down to 10 now. Uh, maybe try to add a couple of schools. Or are there better options if we join up with the Big 12? But I think this move was enormous. It blew up the map to a certain degree. And then listen, if I'm Lincoln Riley, no, I'm not scared. I mean, like, listen, I, I think USC is committed now to, to play football with the big boys. And when I say that, and they're not just spending for Lincoln Riley, but doing the type of things and investing in the program in the way that places like Alabama and Georgia do, as far as recruiting staffing and all those other things that go into building a behemoth college football program. And I think being the lone California or the two lone California schools in the big 10 actually helps USC will make them stronger. I think and better competitive going into the big 10 because it cuts off some of the Oregon competition. Like you can tell your recruits that maybe you were losing to Oregon. Don't go there. Go to the, come to the big 10. We're in one of the two power conferences because there's no longer going to be a power five. It, it's moving towards being a power two with the Big Ten and the SEC. It is fascinating. I hope you had an off-season, Ralph. It doesn't sound like you did. <laughs> Appreciate the conversation. Great stuff, Ralph. <laughs> Ralph. A couple weeks. <laughs> Ralph Russo, follow him on Thanks, Twitter guys. at Ralph D. Russo AP. When we come back, Sean, I'm going to talk wide receivers in the NFL, some numbers you might like. Follow the money right here in Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. 
Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born and Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Mood to compete for free cash all season long. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 or older, terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com for details and please drink responsibly. I've got a nice tweet here, Sean, that I wanted to read out here. And this comes to us from Ian McDonald. And he says, uh, several summers ago, Jordan Palmer mm-hmm. overhauled Josh Allen's mechanics. How involved is the team's OC involved in that? And how much credit should Jordan Palmer get? And I used to work with Jordan back in our Chicago days. And he is kind of now looked at as a quarterback guru, whisperer, if you will. How involved really is the OC in helping out that quarterback with mechanics? Very little. You know, um, that's going to be the quarterback coach's job. And I think one of the deficiencies that the NFL has is most of the quarterback coaches that currently are there, they're not quarterback developers. Mm. They're just a conduit the OC uses to teach scheme. And that's why it's hard for teams to have multiple quarterbacks that are any good or guys that need to be – mentored, developed, you know, I think that's a lacking in a lot of organizations because the OC just wants somebody that knows his system. Mm -hmm. Just teach him the plays, teach him what I want him to read so that he can think like me. Very little of it is teach him how to be a better quarterback. So Jordan deserves a lot of credit. I think he was very instrumental in helping Josh Allen. You remember what what an unrefined product Josh was coming out of Wyoming. Absolutely. Talented, but very raw. Oh, totally. And so Jordan has helped him refine, you know, a lot of those, you know, skill sets and create muscle memory that, you know, Josh has taken, you know, into live action and turned into, you know, top four mm-hmm. quarterbacks right now. If you had to, you know, pick some, a quarterback Some might say number forward, one. Yeah. Uh, probably take Mahomes over him just because of would. the accomplishments. Yeah. And then there are probably some people that would take Herbert. 
you know, just that's their cup of tea. But Josh is right there too. No question. Appreciate the tweet. And again, get at him, real Sean King. I'm at D Ross Sports. We're going to be here tomorrow as well, filling in for Mitch and Pauly. Speaking of quarterback receivers, if you remember what Minnesota did back in the day, Steph Diggs, right? He goes to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. It becomes the yin to the yang for Josh Allen. And you go, well, what's Minnesota doing? They don't want to pay Steph Diggs. Right. They drafted with that pick that they got a guy named Justin Jefferson. Pretty good. Worked out, right? So you can understand that. You got to nail the draft pick. Minnesota did that. And right now, this is what Justin Jefferson had to say. He said it to Complex Magazine. I'll say after this year, I'll be the best receiver in the NFL. I definitely have to give it up to Devontae Adams as of now, him being so crazy and dynamic on the field. His uh, route running is crazy, so I definitely have to give it to him right now. But I'm pretty sure after this year, it's going to be me. I love that from J.J. And right now, when you look at the odds for the most receiving yards and the most uh, touchdowns, for receiving yards, J.J. is the favorite mm-hmm. at 8-1 to one to have the most receiving yards. Now, that means it's predicated on KC8. Kirk Cousins getting ball. We got a new head coach in Minnesota. No disrespect to Mike Zimmer. We're not going to be three yards in a cloud of, of Dalvin Cook dust. We're going to throw it. We're going to chuck it. Is this going to be a wide open Minnesota offense? And if so, do you like the short favorite on the board, eight to one for JJ to have the most receiving yards? So I was doing some quick research, okay. and. I think Justin Jefferson is an extremely talented player. Uh-oh. If you ask me to name the top five receivers in the National Football League, he's definitely in that conversation. But he's no shot just because of lack of volume. Like, so Kirk- Cooper Cup caught 145 balls last year. He had over 300 more yards receiving. Like, But this is a and new an, minute. And an offense that they knew inside and out. Jefferson caught 108 balls. Now they have a new coordinator, so Kirk is learning a new system. The offensive line calls are different, so the offensive line is learning a new system. The talent, Justin Jefferson, is still there, but when you change systems, it's very rare that it's seamless. It generally takes some growth, some development. Like you have to fail a couple times before you figure out exactly what Coach uh, McConnell Mm -hmm. wants. So I think because of that, statistically, you might take a step back. Now, they might be a better football team, but statistically, how does the new system enhance productivity for a guy that caught 108 balls, 1,600 yards last year? You got Jamar Chase down in Cincy in year two of the system. He wasn't – he was a high uh, yardage guy without – the catches of some of the other guys because a lot of his are big plays. Once mm-hmm. you add the volume to him, he was only about 150 yards behind Justin as is. If you add 25 catches to Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, people still haven't figured out how to guard Cooper they Cup. They can't check him. Yeah. Well, right. So, and we're just talking about most receiving yards just here. Just yards. So, that's all I'm looking at. And then, even though Devontae Adams is changing teams. Mm, there's the name. But that's a new system as well. But for Derek Carr, for Devontae Adams, Josh, Josh McDaniels, McDaniels is trying to learn how does Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, how do all these pieces fit? So I think CD statistically is going to take a step back. I think the Raiders will be a better team. But then when you have transition like this, Dave, it's hard to put up huge numbers. 
the CD Lamb one at 14 to 1 is intriguing. But my concern is, and again, you can lend a lot more insight to this. When you move from being the number two, number three slot guy, and now you're the number one outside guy. And if I put you in the side, I'm expecting you, like Cooper Cup, play it anywhere. I'm expecting you to win mm-hmm. one-on-ones, two-on-ones. You're going to get doubled, mm-hmm. right? Do you think it's going to be too much too soon for CD? Because Amari Cooper's gone. And look, say what you want about Amari. And as a Cowboy fan, you know, I know what Justin Jefferson just said, that Devontae Adams is the best route runner in the league. You can make a case Amari Cooper is the best route runner in the league. He might not be the, the best receiver in the league, but he's an unbelievable route runner. Is CD ready to, to take that leap that you would bet at 14 to 1? Because you think of him over the top. That's what you think of CD Lamb. But can he win inside like Cooper Cup does? Uh, for one, CD drops too many balls. I think he's extremely talented, but I think he lacks consistent fundamentals. Mm-hmm. And also, at the end of the day, with the issues that the Cowboys have on the offensive line, I think they're going to try and be extremely balanced. So That's what Mike McCarthy says, they're going right. to run it this year. So CD would have to, because I was looking it up, in 74 catches in year one, 79 last year. The guys that are going to have most receiving yards are going to be 115 plus. Well, without Amari, does the target share go but up? But not even go up 40 catches, I don't think, especially with that offensive line. And Gallup's not going to be ready right away. Right. So he's going to get a lot, you would assume, a lot of volume early so until Gallup's back. To answer your back. question, I think CD has number one wide receiver talent. I don't know if he has number one wide receiver focus, play in and play out. You know, there's some plays yeah. that he leaves on the field. And also just the way Dallas is set up currently, I don't know that even if Amari stays, that any of those guys are going to be, you know, 1,500, 1,600-yard receivers, which is what it would take, yeah. you know, to win this. For touchdowns, just pure receiving touchdowns, forget about yards for a second. See a lot of the usual suspects that we just mentioned there. The name that – and I get it. That's why he's the short favorite – it is it is cup and chase because I think Chase is a guy now that you feel like it's the old Michael Irvin. Mm-hmm. Just throw it up. I'll go get it. We're red zone. I'll box you out. I'm taller. I'm bigger. And then Cooper Cup, you just can't defend him on the inside. He makes one zigzag and he's open. Is there any name off the board that's not a shorter favorite that you might like? I'm looking at Mike Evans. Because he finished second last year at 14 receiving touchdowns. And that's with Rob Gronkowski still in a whole bunch of red zone touchdowns mm-hmm. away from him. You know, adding Russell Gage, in my opinion, was one of the biggest moves made in the offseason that nobody talks about because you get that explosiveness. They say Chris Godwin should be ready to yep. go. So it's not like you can just double Mike. So I think it's Mike Evans at 7-1. to one. I mean, I think there's a lot of value there, you know, with Gronkowski not being in that red zone mix. What about Mark Andrews 16-1 to one in Baltimore? Because you know, you I think, just he's the he's their best pass catcher, right? I mean, they have nothing else. That's why I'm not high on Lamar Jackson for anything. I mean, what they're doing to to Lamar Jackson in Baltimore is criminal. They're just not helping him. I mean, I'm not saying Hollywood Brown is like a top twenty receiver, but he was the best thing Baltimore had. So you take that away now, who are people going to cover in the red zone? Mark Andrews. Yeah. If Rashad gonna... Bateman can develop into a player, then okay, prove it to us. But Mark Andrews is going to get all the brackets, all the double teams. So that's why I don't like him for receiving touchdowns. He didn't have anybody around him. And Lamar is about 20 to 1 to win MVP. And he might have to do it by himself. Yeah. If this is a team that goes from worst to first, like some people believe they might be able to do this year. I'm, I don't, I'm I don't, not buying a lot of Baltimore Ravens stock. I just. You on the Bengals again? Hey, the Bengals had one major deficiency it was the offensive line. They, they went out and it up. upgraded it. Yeah. 
Uh, when we come back, we're going to have uh, Micah Adams join us and talk more about the NBA and the rumor mills out there. And I am curious, and I, it's not just about L.A., but really the Clippers might be the kings of L.A. this year. If you listen to John Wall, that's what he's saying. We'll discuss that and more with Mike Adams when you come back with us right here. Follow the money on Vison, the Sports Betting Network. The Sports Betting Network. Zonline Sportsbook is serving up big wins with our new weekly profit boosts on all tennis wagers. Visit BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers Sportsbook app every Wednesday to receive a 20% profit boost on any tennis wager. That's right. Log in every Wednesday. Automatically receive 20% profit boost. And now you can even live stream your favorite tennis players right from the BetRivers app. Heat up your summer with the Bet River Sportsbook app. It is a whole new game. Back alongside Sean King, I am Dave Ross, and we were talking a lot of tennis today. And, you know, Martina Hingis dated Sergio Garcia. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame someday, a Masters champion. And there, Sergio, back in the day, he was notorious for just, He used to frustrate me so much. Well, you take forever to swing. Right. We get the waggles, right? So they're playing like Beth Page Black, New York City. New Yorkers don't take that stuff. They. Sometime today, Mrs. Hingis. <laughs> That's so awesome. I can't believe somebody actually said that out of the gallery. <laughs> Pretty damn funny. Let's bring in uh, Micah Adams right now from the sport, Sporting News uh, NBA writer. Micah, great to have you on the program, my friend. Sean and I have been talking a lot about uh, the NBA, the offseason moves potentially that will happen. Obviously, Kevin Durant it, it threw a, a fly in the ointment of Brooklyn when he said he wants out. What do you make of the moves that we've seen, some smaller moves? And are, are these all kind of like on a chessboard here where teams are jockeying for position to try to get Kevin Durant? I, I do. And, and look, I, I maintain that I think that the – I mean, you mentioned that the, the, the Kevin Durant trade request threw a wrench into the entire summer. I, I actually think that the Rudy Gobert trade in the hall that Utah got back, got back threw a wrench in everything else, right, because that set the market so incredibly high mm. uh, that – is now looking itself in the mirror saying we can't possibly get back less for Kevin Durant than Utah got for Rudy Gobert. And then all these other teams are sort of having internal gut check time saying, wait, do we really want to give this much up? Look, I maintain that if Kevin Durant ends up going back to Brooklyn, if somehow Kyrie ends up going back to Brooklyn, all these teams are going to be kicking themselves nine months from now when they're just thinking like, oh, man, we really could have had Kevin Durant. We didn't want to give up one more pick or one more end of rotation guy or one more young prospect that may or may not work out. So uh, I think it's chaos, and I love it because uh, it's summertime, and we love NBA free agency chaos. You know, Mike, it's interesting. I think at the end of the day, it's the 34 years of age that's working against Brooklyn. I think if Kevin was late 20s or, or just turning 30, I think a team would be more willing to give up a Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards-type package. But do you agree with that, that it's the age and knowing that if you gut us to get Kevin Durant at his age, we'll be able to put enough around him before he's completely out of his prime. It's a, it's a, it's a totally valid concern, right? And, and when he's 34, uh, entering the first year of a four-year deal, you're wondering not just what Kevin Durant's going to look like at 34, but what's he going to look like at 38? And, you know, I, I do think that there's a world – I mean, we saw Kevin Durant in Golden State basically become – I mean, he's the most malleable superstar – 
possibly in NBA history, right? That guy can play in any system alongside any player in any role. So, you know, while I do agree with you in the sense that like the Kevin Durant, that is first team all NBA, one of the unquestioned best three guys in the league, while that level of Kevin Durant might not be around at the end of this contract, he's such an amazing shooter. He's a great defender. He's got good size. There's a world in which like 37, 38 year old Kevin Durant is just an incredibly uh, sort of overqualified second or third best player. So I do think he's going to age well. um, But yeah, yeah, I I mean, your, your concerns are, are well stated for somebody that's going to be making north of $50 million. Micah Adams, NBA writer and editor for the sport and news. It's so crazy, Micah. Sometimes the truth is right in front of us, but we don't want to look at it because it's not the most exciting thing to see. Tell me if Brooklyn starts the season with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving in a contract year, and a Bill and Ben Simmons as a full participant, is that not enough to potentially get out of the East and win an NBA championship? I I I think that's the nail on the head. And I think that that's why you know, why one of these deals hasn't happened yet, because I, there is a world, look, I was, I was one of them that when uh, that game started for Ben Simmons trade went through, I thought it was a win-win for both sides. Uh, Because I do think in a, in a vacuum, uh, which I understand that with everything, I mean, we don't even need to get into all the other Kyrie stuff (laughs) and the Simmons stuff, but just strictly between the lines, right. And that 94 feet of hardwood, Ben Simmons is absolutely perfect for slotting alongside KD and Kyrie. Uh, you know, Seth Curry is an incredible shooter. Uh, Joe Harris, when healthy, is an incredible shooter. There's a lot to really like there. Uh, and so I, I do think I wonder if Brooklyn is sort of taking a page out of the past. I mean, I mean, Kobe Bryant once demanded a trade out of L.A. We thought no way he's going back to the Lakers. Well, guess what? He went back, finished his career there. They won two more titles. There's absolutely a world in which all of this, just everybody sort of takes a deep breath or five, six or seven deep breaths, walks back from the ledge and they just look around at the landscape of the East and say, why not us? Yeah. 18 to one right now for, for Brooklyn. If those big three come back, feels like a pretty good number. If you can still get that there, your point about Kobe is well taken too, because he's supposed to go to the bulls. That was the big rumor. He's going to go to Chicago. History would have been changed forever. Had that happened. I look now, and this is something Sean and I were just talking about during the break here, Micah. You know, the Clippers are one of the shortest favorites, not only to win the West, but to win the whole thing at six to one. The Lakers are 11 to one. Are we really led to believe now that with John Wall, a healthy Kawhi, PG 13, are the Clippers set to be the Kings of LA? I think they, I think they are set to be the Kings of LA. And I, and I, 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 I don't know if six to one feels a little short to me. Uh, I would like to see them actually on the floor healthy together for once before going all the way there. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't see any, any world in which uh, the Lakers are more competitive than the Clippers this year. And, and if you forget, like the, the Clippers very easily could have won the title two years ago, right? Uh, Kawhi, uh, Kawhi looked absolutely amazing uh, in that opening, that opening playoff series against Dallas before he got hurt. Right. I think that was the best, uh, the best playoff series of his career by, by a lot of different metrics that I think that the fit there is uh, they're, they're just loaded. That team is stocked uh, one through 11. I mean, John wall is the one that's going to make all the headlines because he's the splashy new signing, but it's far more about Kawhi and PG and everything else that they have in place. 
you know, it's fascinating, and I'm probably out of line slightly for feeling like this, but I just don't think with Reggie Jackson and John Wall playing significant minutes, you Uh-oh. can win a championship. Uh-oh. I mean, well, am I wrong, Mike? I mean, those two guys from a defensive standpoint, from a team mentality standpoint, I mean, maybe John Wall's back to its Wizards, John Wall. Maybe I'm looking at this too much. What do you think? Well, I, look, there's one thing that the Clippers have been lacking for a long time, and, and it's it's sort of a steady hand at the point, right? Like Kawhi is not your typical ball-dominant wing in the NBA, right? And the same mold as LeBron or KD or even somebody like Jason Tatum. He really doesn't like having the ball in his hands a whole lot. Paul George, same kind of thing. They, they both kind of can, but they, they need a steady hand. And I will say that, uh, you know, if John Wall – I'm fully with you on Reggie Jackson, right? Like that's a microwave. Let's get him in. If he's got to go and stay with him, if not, just move on. But I, I do think that uh, John Wall's this playmaking sense of sense of the floor, sense of the moment. Uh, I mean, he is a pure point guard through and through. And I think that if, you know, you can kind of force yourself to see through the, you know, don't expect him to be 20 and 10 all-star John Wall. But he's a guy that sees the game really well. He's always been an incredible passer, amazing floor game. And I do think that there's a world in which if John Wall really just accepts his role, uh, which might not even be as the number three guy, it might be as the number four, number five guy. I mean, this team has Norm Powell. They got Marcus Morris. Kennard's a good player. Batum's good. Zubach is good. So I, I do think that if Wall comes into this uh, just with the expectation of I'm just going to, play a great four game and set everyone up, I, I do think that it can work. Michael, we have about a minute left. I'm standing on the ledge. I'm at the window about to put this play in. Tell me why the New Orleans Pelicans, if Zion, oh. Williams, is a health, Zion Williamson is healthy, can't win the NBA championship this year. Uh, I mean, you are talking to one of the biggest Pelicans homers <laughs> in the world. I've been taking that drum for two years. I think that Zion has quickly become the most underrated player in the league. Everyone wants to pay attention to the injuries and that he can't stay healthy. He's not on the floor and all for good reason. But man, when he's out there, he is a, just a, the most unstoppable paint destructive force since we've seen since Shaq, they absolutely have enough to, they're a great dark horse pick 40 to one for the Pellies. Huh? That's intriguing. Gentlemen, hey. you might even get me to go to the window on that yeah, one. Now. For real. Hey, Mike, appreciate the conversation, my friend. Thanks, Follow Michael. Micah at MicahAdams13 on Twitter. Enjoy the rest of your quote-unquote offseason, Micah. I'm just living in chaos, boys. Thanks. <laughs> Every day, it's something new in the NBA. They've done a really good job, so has the NFL, of becoming a 24-7 league. No, the only thing the NBA gets right is summer league. They That's blow it? the draft, they blow free agency, but they do do a good job with summer league. When we come back, I know you have some new in-pocket plays. We'll discuss when you come back with us right here for the money on these and these sports betting now. and this is 20 questions on deadline joining me today is Alison Bree 
Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free... to determine the winner of any given college basketball game. Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it, take it, take it. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you 3 to 1 odds. Nope. 5 to 1. Nope. 10 to 1. You're on. It is time for our in-pocket plays. Dave Ross, Sean King coming at you. And my play that I have is I'm trusting. I'm a very trusting man, Sean. Okay. I'm trusting Boy Genius 2.0, Brandon Staley. I don't know. Now, I got a good number. I think it's a good number. Chargers, just to win the AFC, plus 1250. That number's been shorted since. Because they made some really good offseason moves, J.C. Jackson. Especially on defense. Khalil Mack, Mm -hmm. right? Justin Herbert feels like he's ready for that breakout potential MVP season. It's all predicated on Boy Genius 
getting out of the way. I mean, you don't like going for it on your own 10, you know, in the first quarter on Baltimore. fourth round. I, I had the Chargers that, that Sunday, that fateful Sunday. And I know the probability, you know, I, I get it. The analytics community is going to say, he didn't do anything wrong. Yes, he did. Because I don't care how you get there, by hook or by crook. Right. You got to win. And when you give away, by the way, they were in first place in the AFC West in the last month of the regular season, and they didn't make the postseason. That is because of the head coach. Not, don't tell me the process, but if he keeps doing it, the probability's going to win. Figure out a way to win. And they have too many veterans now in that locker room that if they realize why they're being held back, I wonder if Boy Genius 2.0 would be on the hot seat. I mean, Telesco, the GM, I'm giving you everything you need, dude. I'm anxious to see that defense. Mack and Bosa sounds eh, pretty daunting. So we'll see. And they got a great quarterback in Justin Herbert. So I'm not mad at the play. I just, I can't back anything led by Brandon Staley. I understand that. <laughs> You're in pocket play. I am. You had you had Dan Miller, one of our guys here, get down to the window yeah. for you, right? So Dan, the man, got in your Juan Soto play. Yeah, and and listen, I think plus seven hundred five for a guy that just turned down four hundred and forty million, probably motivated to Dude. showcase why he feels like he's worth more than four hundred and forty million. So mm-hmm. in these kind of events, I'm always looking for motivation. So and may I am I trying to find a needle in a haystack? Maybe, but plus seven hundred five. I feel like I'm getting a lot of value for a guy that hits bombs anyway. So I'm going Juan Soto of the Washington Nationals to win the home run dirty. The Nationals got to win something this year, right? This is their one shot of glory. Yeah, it is. And Soto, I, I think it's a great angle. Soto is auditioning. He is. I mean, hey, I just turned down the richest contract in the history of of pro baseball. And my name isn't Babe Ruth, Barry Bonds. Pick whoever you think the greatest player is of all time. He said no. He did. And so I'm going to go to the Derby, put on a show, and then what's my figure at? And he's only 23. So the energy's there. I don't think fatigue will set in. I'm just going to be looking at the TV. Soto, boom, bye, Soto, boom, bye, That's what they said for Ali. Yeah, that's what I got there from. I'm going to be yelling at the TV. So hopefully it works. So if you guys want to sweat with me today, I'm on Juan Soto plus 705 to win the home run derby. I still can't believe Ali knocked out Big George. That George can't, re- can't believe it. In Pocket is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials posted afternoon Eastern at betrivers.com. Let's stay on that topic here for a second, that home run derby, because I do think that's smart that you're playing an angle. And look, I love Pete the Polar Bear, Pete the Killer, Pete the Crusher. Call him whatever you want to call him. Two-time reigning defending home run derby champ. But I don't like the number. Because last year, I think I got it at 5-1 to one to repeat. And he cashed that ticket for me. This year, plus $1.85. As the smallest favorite on the board. Don't like it. So I like the angle at, at Soto. And you got an even better number here than 550. If you had to go further down the board. I, I mean, really. It stops at Schwarbs is a guy at 3-1 to one that would worry me if I'm a Soto back. That that's the one guy that I think could say, this is what I do. I mash. Right. I don't hit for average. I hit for power. And he's in a groove right now. Yeah. Like, he's been playing really, really well for the Phillies, you know, down the stretch. So that matters as well. But, you know, again, like you said, I, I want a little more value in something that has as much variance as this home run derby is going to have. Good word for it, variance. Because it is very uh, unpredictable. Uh, when you look at the longest home run prop there, again – I would back Soto. He did it last year. 
with the longest home run in that cast. This is a pretty good ticket. I think it was over 10 to 1 if memory serves last year. Now that's been shorted mightily this year, <laughs> plus 350, right? I wonder if old man Albert, if, okay, he can't win the Derby at 18 to 1, but can he give me one? Can he hit that Bradledge homer against Houston that still hasn't come down? That what was it back then? Petco? Or no, what what that was called? That Enron field at that? En- Enron, remember that? Was it Enron? And I can't keep that track of names. well. <laughs> Enron field. He hit a ball. There's a couple balls in history that I don't think have ever come down. That one at Enron by uh, Albert Pujols against Brad Lidge. The Barry Bonds home run against Troy Percival in the World Series in the ninth inning. By the way, they were down two. If there was a man on, it would have been tough. Barry hit that ball. I don't think it's ever come down. Like, I, could you see Albert just getting a hold of one at 15 to one? I actually like it, Dave, because I think it's a win win. Because I think this is kind of like a lifetime achievement award. That's the only reason Pujols is in this thing. Right. To, you know, present him to the Major League Baseball audience of at the end of a great career. And listen, if he wins, you can cash a nice ticket. He's sitting at 15 to one for longest home run. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't, you can put the losing ticket right next to his rookie card and have a nice little Albert Pujols collection. And if you ever meet him, hey, I bought into you from the beginning all the way until the very end. So I think it's a win-win. It's going to be interesting. There's not a whole lot to wager on, so that's what we're looking at tonight. Yeah, you got to have one sweat tonight, yeah, let's, right? Let's sweat it out with Sean tonight. If the CFL was smart, they'd have had like Monday Night Football or something going. Yeah, how do you not do something opposite this? Right. You know what I mean? Put a UFC event on Dana White. Just saying. I want to get back to a subject we breached very briefly earlier in the show, and that was the uh, the nuptials of J Lo and Ben Affleck. Congratulations! I believe this is 2.0. Yeah, what do they call it, Benifer? Benifer. Yeah, congrats. So apparently, I don't know if it was people knew, people in the know. They got married in Las Vegas. Okay, hmm. so I wasn't invited. I missed. I, I wasn't. Here. Did you get an invite? Did not. Hmm. Kind of disappointed. Then I saw these tweets coming out. And I saw Las Vegas locally, who I follow. He's a fantastic local Vegas follow, as you can tell by the handle. Jennifer Lopez is a terrible person who mistreats casino workers, but congrats on the Vegas wedding. <laughs> and J-Lo, editor. And then our guy, uh, Bill Krakenberger, who's on the network a lot. Bill said Las Vegas locally is 100% correct. Terrible person who doesn't remember where she comes from. I've personally seen her at Cosmo talking down to the staff. Horror stories about her under-tipping. Opposites attract, but only for a while. Divorce is under three years. The yes <laughs> is minus a buck fifty. I mean, J-Lo, this, the, the rumor is, or the, I don't know if it's rumor, the report is that one time when they were gambling, I guess 1.0, Benifer, uh-huh. that J-Lo was getting PO'd, and so Ben kind of waited until she wasn't and through the dealer 20k jlo pulled back 195 which caused a ruckus cuz if you're that dealer you're like uh that's that's my money so the dealer got a $500 tip i don't know how that works out yeah. in the court of vegas yeah but like what do you make of that because i i trust bill and I've I mean, never met jennifer before uh yeah, that's the, the odds on the divorce i probably take the under too if you look at <laughs> The resume, it kind of in out. Why are they getting out, married then, Sean? Why are well, they getting married? You're you're some people you're just, you some just people be together. Just need a title. That's it. Yeah. So this was a look at me moment. And maybe they're trying to, you know, become owners of the NBA team that's coming to Vegas. You know, they need the net worth of both of them or something. I don't know. Oh, maybe. 
Yeah. Tax purposes. Yeah, then you add LeBron in ah, there. Yeah. Tax, now you're making some sense. You know, but it is a good point because, again, while we, we believe Bill, and, and I have no reason to doubt his claim here, I, I interviewed Isaiah J.R. Ryder back in the day when he's the T-Wolves. I had a one-on-one with him. And people despise J.R. Uh-huh. He could not have been cooler. Could not have been nicer. And he was a deep thinker. Right. And it was one of the most – I was taken aback by how introspective he was. A week later, he got booted out of the league for another violation. Right. And like, so, so like when it so comes people to these in their moments. Yeah, when it comes to this kind of things with celebrities, if I don't know them personally, I don't really have an opinion because I don't know what happened. I wasn't there. Like, who knows? Totally um, fair. I live my life by, listen, these three things. Work your butt off. Yeah. Do the right thing. Yeah. Treat people the right way. That's pretty good three things. Right. Not bad at all. So, again, J-Lo, if you and, and Ben are happy, then we're happy for you. Absolutely. I root for love. We As do. a single man, that's what I, I say. I do want to invite next time, though, J-Lo. Do you? Ben, yeah. Because then you got to get him a gift. What are you going to get them? You get an invite to the wedding. It's the thought now that it's counts. on you. What? It's the thought that counts. Oh, so your presence is the present? No. I'm going to bring something. What are you going to bring? I can afford. <laughs> See, that would be the conundrum for me. No, not at all. If you go to J-Lo and Ben's wedding, now i got to... I got to get them something that they're going to remember that I was at their See, wedding. You can't ever get outside of your comfort level when it comes to gifts. You get what you can afford. And if they accept it, cool. If they don't, cool. Well, they're going to accept it. Because you might get something you can't afford and they still don't like it. So well, then you're screwed. Yeah. Don't stress yourself out for an unknown. Sounds a lot of fun. It was. Enjoyed it today. I want to thank Brian Crowell. I want to thank uh, Micah Adams and Ralph Russo for joining us here. Follow the money on Vison, the Sports Betting Network. Check out the VEASAN store for the latest and greatest in sports betting fashion. We have more than 40 shirt designs, including our most popular one. Cash and tickets is what it's all about. You'll find VEASAN shirts and hats for any occasion. And they're all made to order, so you can find their made to order, so you can find their made to order, so you can find their made to order. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. <laughs> I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.